So, uh, like, totally get the fact that you need some coffee, and we just talked yes. about how much of a champ you are, but your camera angle also has moved a bit, and we can see just into your kitchen enough okay, yeah. to see you open the milk, and then you start fucking cleaning the kitchen up. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Like, that can wait. We're on a schedule here. This is our time, too. Screw the housework, like, for Christ's sake. Oh. Uh. Welcome to Atlas Bach, the weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. Download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podcoin, or wherever you get your podcast content that makes you want to tunnel under the Vegas Strip. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter machine. This is episode 71 entitled, Where the Heck is GK? Good morning, Bacher Nation. Uh, we're so happy to be here with you. And I know that there are at least a couple of people on, on this podcast that really care enough about you oh. to spend some time uh, putting out this episode. Uh, good morning, Swag. Congratulations, champ, I should say. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was yes. a uh, good night last night. Fantastic night last night. What are you talking? You're so humble. I, so uh, a lot of you may know or have picked up over this season that Swag used to be in professional sports, actually got out, got some work-life balance back in place, and now just <laughs> does contract work for a, a professional football team in the Arena Football League. And I think everybody knows that you're in Northeast Florida, Jacksonville. I am. I am. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, <laughs> I think there was, I think, did you put up the picture of you at the furry convention slash <laughs> promo yeah, we, with all um, the mascots? <laughs> yeah. Was that on our Facebook we, or? I think that was a text string. Oh, we okay. refer to it as the mascot games, first of all. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, uh, I haven't, nice but, uh, but now I guess I will. Yes, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure that gets up. Left we'll a black your eyes out so that no one will actually really know who, <laughs> who swag actually is but you know so you had you know i essentially the super bowl very exciting uh, long night but uh, well worth it and uh, still here uh to uh to do my job yeah i can't imagine that it, there wasn't a lot of opportunity to celebrate there was a little celebrating yes there's yeah yes. yeah i think i still yeah. have some dried champagne on my glasses i believe yes. <laughs> i mean the season's over don't you just finish all the beer out of the taps before anybody gets to <laughs> that's a good idea we might get that in the contract i like that i like that so j-lo good morning it's good to see you good to see you too how you doing doing well it seems like you've changed the angle of your camera a bit the angle of the dangle uh no that's not where i was going but 
<laughs> yes, uh, it, it looks just, it's a more flattering kind of direction. It, I look more slender when I, when the camera's higher. You do, yeah. It's, it's uh, you've got the sunlight coming in on your right side, my left, and then you've got the kind of an up to the, to up to the right, up to my right where it's coming down. And yeah, I changed the angle of the sun just for you, Tim. <laughs> really, I just wanted to get the camera lower because if you see back here, I didn't want Greg to see all the, the alcohol bottles there. Yeah, well, uh, Greg won't be seeing anything. <laughs> Inside of his eyelids. Oh, really? Why is that? I, I, I think everybody who heard this and listened to our podcast last week and heard Greg say, I'm going to Vegas. Yeah. I think everybody knew there's no possible chance that he will actually appear on the show. Right. And, you know, I did too. And I, you know, even, you know, I, I, I just thought, well, you know, I, he's not going to quite ghost us, but I'm sure we'll get that, you know, that late text that says, oh, I'm not able to make it. But, but now I'm a little concerned. And, you know, I, I think even when he's drunk, he's pretty still with it. <laughs> uh, and we did get pictures from Vegas. He was in Vegas. There was a lot of pictures of drinks and what he's eating for breakfast. And I think one where he's wearing a suit jacket or something a typical uh gk stuff right balcony shots no i i was looking for the balcony shot i was really surprised <laughs> that he didn't i don't know and that led me to think that maybe maybe something not too good has befallen our beloved gk Uh-oh. well he sent us something in a text and i'm wondering if there's actually a code underneath this uh-huh. uh just before i woke up um i i get a text from gk and said i hate to do this guys but i'm way too sleep depriced mm. deep depriced yeah i'm a little depriced myself yes but you you're here but I'm way too sleep drapiced and hung over to talk. I'll be lucky if oh my noon flight. And I oh my gosh, you know, Shakespeare. Right. I just <laughs> I'm wondering what's he trying to say? Is he trying to say something? Is it is he does he need help? <laughs> I think sleep depriced makes it sound like the hotel room costs too much and he's out of money or something. Oh. That would be possible. Ah, depriced. Yeah, he he did, it was the in order the the idea of sleeping at a hotel is is too much for him, so he was depriced. I I'll, I'll buy that. So he's on the streets in Vegas. Drunk on the streets of Vegas. Yeah, the Shakespeare line really threw me off. The uh, oh my my noon flight. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Oh my noon flight. Can we say that in Shakespearean English somehow? Yeah. And what? And, <laughs> I think you just and did. Vegas time. This was what five thirty this morning. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, six thirty. It was six thirty. Okay, six thirty. Yeah, yeah. Okay. When I normally wake up for this podcast, I'll say yeah. No right, matter right, right. What happened on Saturday night? Right, and that sounded For like me. a like a at best going to bed text, right? Like, yeah, you would think at six if he had to get his noon flight, he could make it in six hours to an airport. So it sounded like he was. I know when I'm sleep repiced, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna take a nap myself. So I mean, if he if he goes to sleep in the gutter, he might end up in jail. We don't want that to happen. Actually, they have a fascinating tunnel system in Vegas. Did you know this? I did not. Is, is there any chance that's that code is referring to the tunnel? Mm. I don't know. I mean, that that we took. The, there are a couple of logical leaps that we took to get there, but maybe. <laughs> but yeah, there's this. Um, they they built this tunnel system under Vegas, essentially for water drainage, right? So Vegas sits in the middle of the desert, and if it gets torrential rains, there's nowhere for the water to go. So they built the, this huge 
tunnel system underneath Vegas, and it's like a uh, a haven for homeless people. You know, people who do not have a place to go actually live in the tunnels underneath Vegas. First of all, what type of critters are down there, right? First, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, snakes and scorpions and, you know, I don't know. Number two, you know, you better not be there during rain season, you know, that whatever that week is in Vegas, because that'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then I started to think about, wow, that's some kind of like dystopian novels. Like what, what the hell right. goes on underneath? Right. Things? That's right. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. My, uh, my brain was already taking me to all kinds of wicked stories. That's interesting. I, I, you know, there's probably, right. I mean, there's gotta be quite a few homeless people in Vegas, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe he went out to the back alley behind the casino to take a piss and one of the homeless people grabbed him and pulled him into the tunnel. And since they're not good with cell phone technology, perhaps somebody was just Maybe that's why all the, the misspellings and mm. crazy sentences. Yeah. I mean, he sent us drug text before and spelling has been fine. So somebody else has his phone. I'm going to go with the, that it was intentional to sell the fact that he was not capable of doing the podcast that he, uh, that he, that he actually, uh, that's kind of what I think too. You know, when you used to like call, like call in, you were sick and you're like, Oh, I'm not feeling good today. I just don't feel, you know, you would, you would alter the situation. To, to make it more believable. I'm really sick this morning, boss. <coughs> yeah, you want to get off a phone call, right? You're like, I, I, I you're, yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same premise. Yep. yep. He's not here. <laughs> it's not that he didn't want to do it. It's that he respects the podcast so much that he didn't want to, you know, dilute it with the state of mind that he had unfortunately found himself in, probably accidentally. Yeah, we know that's bullshit. That that good good fiction there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. That's, that would mean you'd have to care about us and anybody in Bakker Nation. So maybe yeah. you put the punctuation in a different place. I'm on my way to sleep. Maybe he just forgot to put the on. And his friends, Dre Peist and Hong Over, are going to talk for him. <laughs> no? That's oh, well, okay. So, Swag, that would make you Dre Peist, right? Because, you know, Dr. Dre, right? Maybe, I'll you know, be, he's in Vegas. I'll go with that. And, Joe, you'll be Hong. I'll be Hong Over. It's my Korean alter ego. Okay. All right. So... Uh, on to the scores. So, uh, Dre Peist, oh, yeah. uh, yeah. looks like your team decided to go bonkers. Oh, my gosh. Exploded for some points. And right now you are, yes, folks, you are crushing the crispy chickens. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was looking at your team on Tuesday, and it looked like a weekly score for many teams. You, you've got to be feeling good right now. In fact, you've got to be feeling so good at this point, you're like, oh, gosh, did I, did I give up too many points? Am I, you, you might be at that point, right, where you're so sure of a win that you're like, I, I just want to win by just enough yeah. <laughs> uh, to not waste any additional points. Yeah, I mean, honestly, not um, you know, not quite to to that point. I would say um, again, you know, Scotty is a very good team. I, I mean, I am as far as score goes, but you know, I, I didn't score a lot of points yesterday. And quite honestly, the 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 Dreamers are not far behind me. All of a sudden, they've they're you know, and and you know, well, but you're not playing the Dreamers this week. No, 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 no. But I am watching, obviously, <laughs> and, and comparing. So remember, he expects to be playing the Dreamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, great week. Uh, I'm I'm. 
obviously excited. I, I did. I get out to a a very commanding lead early. You know that said, I um, I did look ahead to next week, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I have quite a few guys playing five games, and uh, and he has quite a few playing seven. So uh, regardless, uh, I am looks like I'm gonna uh, be up one nothing, but um, next week's a, a whole nother battle. So we'll see. It's you know again, he's got a respectful score. Just I've scored a lot of points this week. The Phillies, Bryce Harper. Congratulations, Dre Peist. I think that's really good. You know, I, I, I agree with you. Respectable score. We'll see what happens next week. You know, my sense is you're just going to walk in and, and uh, make it happen. And yes, Bryce Harper, <laughs> your best offensive player. Good call. Good call. It's been a good week. Uh, I've been happy. Yeah, I love that Harper has set the bar so low that he has <laughs> one good week out of 10. And now he's fucking awesome. Uh, like, you know, about time, you 300 million piece of shit. <laughs> wow. It's the dramatic uh, situation. It's the the moment. Yeah, that right. was a uh, it was a, a hell of a moment. Whether you like it or not, you have to admit it was a fucking cool moment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's all fluff, right? I, I I'll take the steady Eddie guy all the time instead of the ones fixing his hair before home run derbies and shit like that. Anyway, on to the uh, Tim. You just got to let this go at some point. He's not on your team anymore. <laughs> When the season's over, I'm going to enforce that he's referred to as the most decorated player in juiceless history. Just because he wears earrings doesn't make him decorated. (laughs) Nah, he's he's all right. Uh, Okay, I would have taken him for sure. (laughs) The other playoff game going on right now, we have the Dreamers and Lethal Injection. Looks like the Dreamers are going to pull this off this week, uh, and they're doing it with an Astros week that is pretty poor. Um, and so, you know, their pitching staff has carried them all throughout the year, uh, yet they're still ahead with one of the worst scores of the year for the Astros. I don't know. I mean, you know, Dre, Hong, you know, I, I, what do you think? Is this, uh, <laughs> I think that's scary for Mikey. If, if they're putting up points without their pitching this week. Yeah. I mean, there's a seven point differential between the two pitching staffs. So Mikey, we talked about had those, you know, big weeks coming in. Um, again, he, you know, he was upset and Tim brought it up earlier about my score. He was upset the last week of the season that he, you know, broke the record for the season in scoring. That's not really what you want going into the play. You want to be hot, <laughs> but um, so yeah, it looks like his, his team did blow their load a little bit uh, on the other side. It's Wait, is that not, a technical term? It, I think <laughs> so. John what exactly Kruk, do you mean got, by blow it, their load? I got it from John Cook. Um, <laughs> like, like when a like when a submarine is underwater and they need to come up real quick, they like release a bunch of air, right? That's what. It oh, means. okay, 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 yeah, okay, gotcha. So there you have it, folks. Uh, we uh, dreamers uh, uh, look like they're cruising to a win. Dre and his Philadelphia experiment are certainly uh, going to win this week. So let's uh, let's come back in a few minutes, and I do want to talk about some interesting history that I picked up uh, associated with cricket for all of our fans of cricket out there, uh, and then uh, an injury to one of the young stars in the league. I'd like to break that down a little bit. We'll see you in a moment. Well, they blew the horns, and the walls came down. Welcome back, bots. We're happy to have you back. Uh, if you're still with us, then uh, obviously you have some serious problems. And um, 
you should probably get that checked out. <laughs> yeah, but you're here. Time. And yeah, so since you're here, before you get those problems checked out, uh, I, you know, I just, there, you guys have been hearing a lot about the, the Cubs and the beer snakes, right? And Ligma and all that. <laughs> I, I don't know how I missed all this before. It's fascinating. Yeah. That, so there's this, it's a uh, part of it's just a stunt by uh, Barstool Sports and uh, Swag, you know about this, right? No, uh uh-uh. So this is basically, there's this big thing going on right now. You know what a beer snake is? No. So at at, at sporting events, and and specifically uh, baseball stadiums now, there's these things called beer snakes, where basically people take their beer cups and they they stack them together and they create these thousands of cups long beer snakes. (laughs) And then they try to swing them around and have people drink out of them. And there's been this big kind of controversy blown up about the Cubs banning beer snakes. Then, you know, Barstool Sports actually had interviewed one of the ushers who actually had his, you know, face blacked out and his voice changed and <laughs> place. And I was like, beer snakes? Like, I thought I've heard about beer snakes before. So I went and did some research and come to find out the first known sighting of a beer snake actually occurred in January of 2001 in the Sydney, Australia cricket grounds in North South Southwest Australia. It all comes back to cricket. It all comes back to cricket. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, God damn it. You know, so, you know, th- this whole big phenomenon, they're making, the, you know, the Cubs are trying to outlaw them. And, you know, which is crazy because each beer snake is probably worth about $8,000. I'm not even exaggerating. Like, at the expense of a beer, <laughs> you know, the Cubs probably should be like, yeah, make a ton of them, you know? Come on, make more. <laughs> the, the longest one that has ever been cited, it's believed to have. Have been so. First of all, right? That this sounds legendary in its own right, right? It's believed to have been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's the direct sentence from Wikipedia. Although the beer snake was not accurately measured, it is believed to have been between, get this, 100 and 175 meters long. <laughs> well, that's quite a range. Right? It's, it's, yeah, but then I thought, if you're going to measure something, and this something is called a beer snake and is made up out of spent <laughs> beer cups, right, at a sporting event, if it was any more specific, I'd be highly suspicious, you know? It's, <laughs> Good point. Right? I mean, think about this, right? You know, I mean, I think been... you could do better than that, though. You snap a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah figure, the, uh... you figure 24 inches of butt, you know, for, for the seats. If, if there's 10 people standing underneath it, you know, you, you can get a little more accurate than 100 meter <laughs> yeah, range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, the, this, the, uh, the snake was uh, between six inches and 12 feet long. I couldn't tell. I wasn't sure. <laughs> Of course, I was highly inebriated when I uh, take a look at it. So, yeah. so that happened in 2013, and it broke the previous record, also held by a, a stadium in, we'll call it a stadium, or the crowd in the stadium in, in Perth, Australia, so another Australian beer snake, 2007. So I started, you know, I mean, think about it, right? Australia. What, what right? was it, the previous it, record? Was it between 20 and 80? Like, how, how do you, like, it was just less than 100, <laughs> and they knew that this was at least 100, so it broke the record? Is that how you determine? Well, let me see. So now I, I there, the actual, the reference is cited. So if we go a little deeper, we can go and we can take a look at on the News Corp Australia network on the 21st of January, 2013, as we're clicking. Was it, was it reported by the Guinness Book of World Records or just Guinness? Oh, shit. Uh, oh, cha-ching. I mean, it would be really cool to see something like that, but I don't know if I'd want to be the one standing underneath the middle of it where all the 
you know, the leftover beer that somebody didn't right. drink is, is spilling out of the cup right. and it goes over your head. Well, that's that's one of the reasons the Cubs have chosen to outlaw the, the beer snakes was that very reason. No, it's but, just Madden and his fun police. But you're, you're in the stands, in the outfield stands, or, you know, away from the, you know, I don't know, from cricket. Fuck, I don't know what, what where the where the... Low, the cheap seats are where do the people go the wickets are actually in the middle of the field so everyone has a bad seat i guess i don't know <laughs> um so but if we take a look at it the way the record-setting snake was measured in 2013 was there's a picture and that evidence of the snake is underneath a sign mm. that we know is 100 meters long so this is this is how technical we're, we're at now so okay uh, photo evidence of a long okay long sign now the difference between Australians and their relationship with drinking and alcohol and Chicagoans or the Cubs <laughs> specifically and drinking is that uh, once this beer snake was was I don't want to say accurately measured but once it was measured they actually put up on the scoreboard that they have bro- now broken the Cubs snake <laughs> world record <laughs> Uh, that was previously registered at the WACA in 2007. I don't know what WACA stands for. It the the World Association of Cricket Association. I don't know. Don't have any idea. <laughs> I mean, how, how do you start that? You just hand your empty cup to your neighbor, and he puts his in. And well, I you know I was at the you just hand it I was on at down. The Sox how does that game, work? Um, the other what, a couple weeks ago, right when I was out there in Fenway, and I actually saw something I hadn't seen before. And I, I don't go to a lot of baseball games. I um I prefer to just mm. sit on my fat ass with my high definition television and watch any game I wanted but they actually did a wave that went both directions which was pretty cool I thought that took a lot of coordination of you know 30,000 plus fans where (laughs) it started yeah it started in dead center went all the way around and made it past home plate and then came back around so oh really that is kind yeah, of yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> as as a fan at a game, I think there's nothing more annoying than a wave. I just I can't stand it. <laughs> I liked it. You people sit out. I can't see. <laughs> I'm trying to watch a game here. I'm not obligated to stand up at a specific time. Do something on the field, and I'll stand up and cheer for you. Your beer cups are dripping on my head. <laughs> That would be annoying as shit. But think about this. I mean, this gives me faith in humanity, right? Because for you to to actually construct a beer snake, it's. I mean, you're you're under constant harassment from security, right? Mm. You're you've got to figure out an engineer. How do we get this past the aisles without being seen, right? So, <laughs> I mean, there there's a lot of coordination that needs to go on. You've got a number of people that a have to understand what's going on. I think if any one of the three of us came across a beer snake, uh, say we're sitting at a cricket match in Australia and said, "Oh, what the fuck is going on here, mate?" Right? Like what we wouldn't know, right? So you'd have to know that. Right. Then you'd have to get in, or maybe you'd have to learn quickly. Then you'd have to get into into it, right? And then you've got to start being deceptive, right? Because now the man, the man's coming down to break up our expensive beer container uh, <laughs> toy here that we're building, right? I, I think that's pretty cool. I think that talks about in the wave, same thing, right? So it's just, you know, it might be frivolous. and, and but think, you know. think about how many cups it takes to make a, a chain of cups that's 100 meters long. Yeah. I mean, how many cups, if, seriously, if, if the cup itself is, is, say, six, seven, eight inches. Right. Yeah, you get about three quarters of an inch. Yeah. You stack those solo cups up, takes probably three of them to, to get to a half an inch, plus the the length of the cup. Have the little lip, no, right? So you got a little, like, half-inch lip most of the time on those cups. Mm, not so. that much. 
I would say, yeah, that would be my guess is you get about a half an inch or so per cup. Right. Some some Foster's beer distributor down in Australia, right? He's in the he's in the beer distributors hall of fame right now. They have a fucking plaque, maybe even a statue <laughs> of him pointing at a beer snake. You know what I mean? Like I think that this guy, you know, and he's he's at all the barbecues, he's talking about, you know, how he got that Cadillac. That's specifically what he did. Do you suppose that the players on the field notice things like that when they're uh Standing out there, do they do they stop and kind of look over their shoulder when they're in the on deck circle and go, "What the hell is that?" I don't know. I am because I've never played in front of a crowd more than a bunch of parents at a high school football game. But um, <laughs> I was I was always aware of what was going on in the stands when I wasn't actively in play. I mean, you're 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 at a cricket match and and you're waiting for the the guy to throw you the ball, and and all of a sudden out of the corner of your eye, you see this long. <laughs> giant tube going through the stands surely you're going to take a look the first time you see it yeah it's uh it's pretty wild it's um and it looks it looks very strange i've watched a lot i've watched a way more video than you might think of about a bunch of people putting a bunch of cups together at sporting events um and you know everybody involved is super happy i know it's probably because they're super drunk and uh, so there we have it. So between 100 and 175 meters long is the record to break world. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. So there's, there's I, you know, I, I think last week we talked about some young players. We talked about one of my young players who got an unfortunate nickname uh, that quickly <laughs> needed to be explained and corrected. And actually when uh, Jordan Alvarez, right on, uh, actually... <laughs> Uh, hit two home runs in a game the other night. I, I paid very close attention to the announcer, and there was no mention of Roy Don. So, uh, unfortunately, the history Word of the game of baseball. Down. Yes, that that just that didn't work. Um, and uh, don't know if he got in trouble or he just was a little shamed and embarrassed. Ashamed and embarrassed, but uh, he stopped that. However, um, Greg did mention something about Vladito's weight and and worry about him becoming uh, mm. more like uh, you know the panda. Right, um, Pablo. You know, Greg. Again, you know, we talk about karma. He he led us to believe he would be here, that he was committed to Bakker Nation, even if he was going to be in Vegas. And so I was doing my research for the podcast last night, and I saw that Vladito left the game due to a left knee injury. Ooh. So you're claiming this is this is Greg's fault. It is. Ooh. <laughs> oh no! Damn, Greg, you screwed yep. the pooch really? on that one. Removed yep. from the game. So what happens when you try and bring a cup snake on a plane? <laughs> he did not have a noticeable. I watched this very close. I, I rewound the video several times to watch. It didn't look like he was wa- walking with much of a limp until he got to the stairs, paused, grabbed the railing, and then started to walk down the stairs gingerly. So Ooh. hopefully Vladid is okay. I love that guy. Um, but, uh, yeah. So but it's definitely Greg's fault. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I can buy that. Do you think yeah. he even brought his microphone to Vegas? I don't know. Probably, so he could show so he could show girls. He probably lays it out on the bed and stuff. So when he brings them up to his room, he's like, "Oh, let me, uh, let me move that. That's my, um, that's my microphone. You may have heard of me." I can just picture him right now, like like he's sitting like at the craps table, like you know, hair all disheveled and. You know, his third button, like, undone, but the first two were done on his shirt. And, you know, the, the tail's <laughs> pulled out. and He hasn't slept in, like, three days. It's like, I just, I just, uh, a la Nick Cage. I, I just got to get it back. I just got to get it back. <laughs> <laughs> 
or maybe he's sleeping peacefully. I don't know. <laughs> or he's in jail or in the tunnels. He's anywhere but here, guys, right? That, that's the yeah. whole point, right? Yeah. He has one place that he needs to be on Sunday mornings. He's not here. So all of this other shit that he... In that case, yeah, be. we get to decide, right? So I think that he is in the desert in a teepee doing peyote with a transvestite. <laughs> Okay, that was oddly specific. <laughs> J-Lo, where do you think he is? I, I'm going with the theory that he went out back to take a piss behind the casino and got dragged into the tunnels by a homeless person. <laughs> now they're just using him in every way imaginable. Oh, my. I think he's looking at silverware in Ikea. Ding, ding, ding. That's where he's at. I think that's where he's at. <laughs> so any any uh, now uh, any celebration stories for the sharks uh you know last night any anything that you can share that won't get you I, fired? Yeah, not yeah, probably not much I should share. No, we um it, it, it um it, it, we had a good time. It um <laughs> There's no, no nobody got arrested. Okay, so we've established that. Okay. That yeah, was that, good. Okay. That was a good start, right? But, very low bar. There were a lot of folks there that that you know wanted to um, celebrate and and ha- you know after the game. So I spent quite a bit of time on the field. Uh, Xander uh, came down, got to talk to Xander for a little bit. Told him that uh, former guest, yeah, that the Balker crew was uh, was paying attention more so because he was involved than me. But um, so <laughs> did he say <laughs> and, uh, who? No, like, what? No, what? No, absolutely <laughs> no. No, no, uh-uh. no. I don't. I don't know that he's a uh, a regular listener, but uh, but no, he knows exactly who you guys are. I don't have any GK type stories that I can share. <laughs> hey, at least you woke up this morning and came on the podcast. <laughs> I was watching the at the end, just kind of they would show various groups of people, and I was looking to see if I could see you. And and you know, there's kids running around like they do at arena games and throwing a football and having a good time. And I always just wonder how that stuff breaks up and ends. Do they, you know, they the coach gives his little speech and and everybody cheers and the people there's you know half the half the arena is emptied out, but there's still people sitting there and enjoying the celebration. And then. And then it becomes, uh, do they just leave one by one? Or does everybody go, oh, that's a wrap. You know, let's get the fuck out of here. (laughs) It does. um, So Get your kids out of the end zone. With our games, one of the cool aspects of our games is after the game, um, we we let the players go back to the locker room and cool off for about five, ten minutes. And then we open up uh, the field and we bring all the fans that are allowed to come down on the field. And then we have the players and the dancers come back out onto the field and interact and take pictures and sign autographs and, and so on and so forth. So it's really cool, especially obviously for the kids. They, you know, they get to take pictures and, and get autographs from their heroes. So that's the normal process of our game. I just, I just picture that that one custodian in the in the back room just <laughs> tapping his foot. He's got the keys. He's ready to lock it, up. He's got his finger on the light switch. You know, he just, <laughs> get out of here, people. That guy does exist, and um, and What's normally, his, name? nor, his name's Tim. Normally, we need to get uh, him on the podcast to yeah. ask him these questions. Yeah. He's kind of a douchebag now. He was cool at first, but after a couple of seasons of us, he's become a douchebag. But 
They, usually he stays <laughs> out of my gonna way. Jack's going to be walking down the hall of next season at some point, and the lights are going to go out, and he's going to yeah, trip yeah. over that mop handle. Yeah, probably. <laughs> right. He um, normally he does stay out of the way, even though I see him like leering in the corners and stuff. But he, you know, he stayed this game. He's like on the field. Hey, one of your players brought a bottle of champagne onto the field. He better not open that here. I was like, well, won't you go tell him that? Because I'm not <laughs> like, like I'm like, <laughs> right. dude, just back up. The the uh, the confetti goes off, and I look for him specifically so I could see his face. Yeah. He's all grumpy and mad, and everybody else is happy and celebrating. <laughs> this guy's like, "Oh fuck it, I gotta clean this shit up too." Now they're spraying champagne all over it. Um, like the, champagne you know, and confetti. <laughs> the other thing with with this game, like I said, we were down by by you know eleven with with a minute to go. A lot of fucking people left. A lot of people got up and walked out with a minute to I go. Noticed. Sharks fans with the idea that we had lost. And, um, you know, those fucking people, like, I can't imagine, you know, going through all the trouble and going to the game, sitting through the entire fucking game and then leaving with a yeah. minute left to find out that you missed the final chance, you know, the last second touchdown. So, well, you know, uh, today they were all there, right? Like, yeah. yeah no, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No They're one stealing, left. stealing pictures on Facebook of the final score on the right, Jumbotron. Right. Look, look, <laughs> like, that's not where exactly. your seats were. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah it was it was a good time you know i had mentioned i think i mentioned last week also um you know that there was that that fight at the end of the game i kind of made a joke about you know wanting to break it down right away um well in all seriousness there, there were you know a few altercations there was actually a, a an arrest um in that fight uh, at the arena uh, of a fan, oh actually, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, so one of our players did get ejected, um, or, or it was the end of the game, so he didn't get ejected. He got suspended for this game, oh, so geez. he got suspended from the championship. This guy, poor guy, has been playing football for twenty something years. It was his first championship game. Uh, there were more more people there with cheering him, or you know, rooting for free Cody Saul, free <laughs> trying to get this guy <laughs> into the game, uh, than than rooting for the Sharks. So that was kind of a cool moment as well. At the end, they uh, uh, when the trophy came out, the the team actually all picked him up and handed him the trophy for it. Like I said, I, I don't think you could have wrote this fucking thing much better. It was a it was a um, a storybook uh, uh, day for for uh, for us. Well, I was gonna say unless you're from Carolina. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess they I guess they weren't happy, but I didn't really pay attention to them. Yeah, they won it last year though, didn't they? They did. So fuck them. Well, anyway, Swag, super happy that uh, you were able to wear that championship hat. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, we should say award-winning yes. uh, member of the Jacksonville Sharks. Congratulations, uh, brother. Yeah, what was, uh, the, what was the title that. of the award you won? Uh, it was, um, again, it's a, a group effort. We have quite a few interns and staff members. And yeah, such, but you're in but, charge um, of these people. It was. Right, right, right. <laughs> it was. Shit uh, doesn't go right. Who takes this? Who yeah, I was gonna the, say. Who gets oh, fired? for sure, absolutely yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It uh, best game operation. So essentially, okay. We we won quite a few awards as an organization, but um, but yeah, basically we put on the, the well. Best, that's the most important one. The best show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as you know, start to finish. So yeah, it's pretty. So this cool. wasn't it's been a good season. This was the NAL awards. This was not. Oh, correct. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. This, yeah, yeah. I, mm -hmm. This isn't Bob in accounting gets an award from the team president. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> don't fuck the, with yeah. Bob. <laughs> no, books are yeah, tight, man. Awards. Bob works his ass off. <laughs> Matt, the evil janitor. <laughs> no, you said it was Tim. That's what, oh, is, Tim, is, the is, evil janitor. Is his name really yeah. Tim? It really is, Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. He's really going to fuck with you. I am not scared of that motherfucker. 
<laughs> well, given to the fact that uh, yeah, GK's not here, I think it'd be appropriate if we took one of his stories from last season and mm. put it in for the third segment. And uh, Bacher Nation, if you haven't heard this story, we call it affectionately Tina Marie, the Tina Marie story. Slash. You want to hang around and listen to this, yes. Uh, slash, slash Ikea, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think even H.R. Courtney made fun of it um, at the Bakke Awards show last year, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, we all know what a saint she is. <laughs> so we're going to uh, come back, you know, uh, come back into the next segment and check out uh, a greatest hit from last year. It's a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy it. We'll see you next week, and we'll be back. Hopefully, we'll all be back together again mm. and uh, without oh, distraction. They let Greg out of the tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, have yourselves a, a great night. Jack, have a great nap. Thank um, you, yeah. Sorry, like I said, I, I, uh, the energy wasn't necessarily there today, but I did suppose my Ikea best. makes a cup snake? <laughs> you still have to put it together. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, boys. Well, uh, we'll see you later. Have a great, great rest of the day. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Be good, fellas. All right. Take care, guys. Well, welcome back, Bacher Nation. And uh, I, I think you may have heard on the introduction, if you're listening closely, Greg had mentioned something happened this weekend, and he was a little coy about that. And I'm going to try to uh, ask you again, Greg. Um, I, I, I do know you traveled this weekend. I did see some things come up on your Instagram feed. I don't know any specifics. And I, I certainly don't want to dig in anything that's painful for you, but... Come on, man. Like, what the fuck happened this weekend? <laughs> Since when do you want to dig into things that are painful to me? Okay, so yeah, I went on a little, uh, against my own best judgment, I allowed an old friend of mine to fix me up on a semi-blind date. You know, just a week ago Saturday, a friend of mine messaged me and said, hey, I've been thinking about hooking you up with a friend of mine at work. I think you guys would really hit it off. Can I give her your phone number? I've told her about you. And, you know, being the desperate person that I am, I said, sure, <laughs> oh, my phone number. And so we started texting and, and we had a telephone conversation that night. On the surface, there was a there was enough in common there where I thought, yeah, this is a cool chick, but doesn't live in my state. So that's probably going to be a tough thing. But over the course of a couple of days, I somehow found myself deciding that I would go and take this girl out to dinner in this uh, other state. As soon as I I made that commitment being the ghost king I, I began to regret it and, and rethink this whole decision but you know and I blew through a number of red flags some of the warning signs like uh, of course we exchanged photos and, and attractive girl that's you know, right I'm, right I'm not here to do a hatchet job on this girl 
but I am who I am. And so, of course, being me, I, I stalked her Facebook a little bit and, you know, embedded in her cover page, whatever, was a Bible verse, which nothing wrong with the Bible, I suppose, but it's just not me. But I said, oh, you know what? It's the South. It's the Bible Belt. So that's probably pretty normal. Mm-hmm. So I make this trek and she recommends that I stay at this recently reopened historic hotel in this other city. Mm-hmm. I get there and it's cool. I check in uh, and I'm feeling nervous. Like I wasn't feeling well Saturday morning and I, I thought maybe I should just cancel, but I don't want to be a jerk. And I thought, well, this my this would look bad to my friend. You don't want to ghost them before you actually meet them. <laughs> no, I do. I did want to ghost her before I met her, but I saw it through. But as I was driving down there, you know, you have a lot of time to think. And it was a several hour drive. This wasn't just a hop, skip and a jump. I'm thinking to myself, what's the best case scenario? here. Yeah, I I really like this girl. And then, you know, I'm thrust into a medium distance relationship all of a sudden. So I was really questioning the wisdom of my decision. I I immediately had a bad feeling about this hotel, you know, roll up valet parking and they're like questioning, like, what's your business here? And it's a hotel. I said, I'm, a, I'm staying here tonight. They're like, oh, okay, you can go in. Like, you know, for, for a new business, they seemed awfully reluctant for people to actually come in uh, because the whole time, three or four times I walked in and out of that place, they're like, whoa, whoa, where are you going? I'm like, I'm staying here. They're like, oh, okay, come on in. And I was, I was like, what is this fucking place? So anyway, I check in, very cool hotel, although the air conditioning, it never got really cold in my room. And you guys know I'm not built for heat. But anyway, so I, I get dressed. My date arrives and texts me that she's in the lobby. I go down, I walk into the lobby, and there she is. I, I was wearing like dark jeans, a button-down shirt untucked with a like a kind of a casual sport jacket on and some cool shoes. That sounds pretty cool, right? Yeah. Sure. This girl was dressed like, you, you guys remember Tina Marie? Uh... Yes. Like a funk guitar singer. She had the one hit Lover Girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I just want to be your yep. Okay, yeah. Love girl. Yep. Please don't sing again, ever again. <laughs> I know. But basically, it was like a something that would have been like funk outfit from the 80s. My first thought was, whoa, wait, am I supposed to dress? Is this a costume thing? Like, is that the reason I'm staying at this like hotel with flamingos and gliders and shit like that? But, I, I, you know, again, I blew past that. I blew past that red flag. And I said to myself, you know what? I just need to get some drinks in me. That'll clarify my thought. It makes everything a little clearer. Yeah, yeah. So we go, we have some drinks there at the hotel on the rooftop, which was cool. And then we're off to dinner and I'm having drinks. And I just really began to regret the whole situation. (laughs) And I really began to question to myself why my friend even brought this situation up. And I thought, did I do something to this guy 15 years ago? (laughs) Did I... Oh, this guy money. Did I hurt this person in some way that this is some sort of retribution? And I start thinking to myself, oh boy, there's been innuendo and talk about her staying in my hotel room. Tonight. Now you've had some drinks with this woman. Is she fetching? Is she, I mean, is she attractive? Is it, let's, let's forget the personality match. I mean, is this something that you're angling for or I, I can't tell? She's a nice girl, so it's not. she's not unattractive. Okay. I'm just not feeling it. I'm not feeling the connection. You're, you're not thinking long term. This isn't This yeah, is good. So the whole, I'm driving down here, what if I fall in love? That That's gone. Oh, that's gone. So, yeah, so that's now gone. it's just, is there a sexual kind of... Yeah, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not one of those like one night stand kind of guys. And the fact that she works with a friend of mine, and she seems like a genuinely nice girl. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. worst of all, I'm getting the sense that she likes me. 
like she's you know she's into me a little bit. So I I, I pump the brakes right about the time we're finishing our appetizers. The waiter comes back by and was like, "Would you like another drink, sir?" And normally, my normal cadence of drinks uh, for any future dates out there uh, on a Saturday night, here's my normal cadence. So I drink two beef feeder martinis, up and dirty. And then, you know, generally speaking, I date drinkers. And so then we'll split. <laughs> we usually split two bottles of wine. So, Safer that way. Yeah. Right. And then I have a nightcap of an Irish coffee, you know, a Strata Jameson with a, with coffee. But, you know, under normal circumstances, that waiter asked me the question about, do I want another drink? I'm like, yeah, for sure. I need my second martini. <laughs> but then I started thinking to myself, no, this isn't going well. And I need to start trying to send a signal that things aren't going well. And so I was like, no, I think I'm good, actually. I'm, I'm going to wait. And so I just, I'm drinking water. I'm drinking water. Uh, it has the desired effect where then she becomes self-conscious and, and, doesn't order an additional drink. So I'm having this internal dialogue this whole time, like, oh, God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Because she drove a little distance to meet meet up with me for dinner. I'm thinking, you know, am I going to have to put this girl on an Uber? Am I going to have to uh, then pick her up the next day to come retrieve her fucking car? Am I going to have to, you know, sleep on the ground like, you know, Jason Bourne in the <laughs> hotel room? You know, no good option. And, and in my mind, I, I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to be honest with her. We're going to have a nice dinner. She's a lovely gal and a fun personality, but just not a match for me. But I'm going to be honest with her. And after dinner, we're going to walk outside and I'm going to be like, you know what? You're awesome. But I got to be honest. I'm not I'm feeling more of a friend vibe. And so if you don't mind, I'd like to call it a night. That's my plan. What do you guys think of that? I was very gentlemanly. No, no, that was my plan. I'm not saying that's what I did. Oh, that would have been very gentlemanly. <laughs> that does not sound like the ghost king. No. Well, that's right. It's not <laughs> because because that I was ha- I was hatching that plan having had two drinks as I was crawling out the bathroom window. <laughs> <laughs> not you're not far off. Jeff. You're not far off. So, but then I stopped drinking and I, and I got some food in me and then I started, I wasn't drunk, but I, I guess I had a little buzz cause I really sobered up and I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to have that conversation with any girl ever. <laughs> so then my wheel started turning again. I was like, what should I do? What should I do? We walked outside. I just need to start planting my seed now for not that kind of <laughs> oh, later. Jesus and I was like, <laughs> you know what? I think I something I ate has my stomach upset. Oh, (laughs) okay. That's good, right? It's hard to argue. Yeah, and she was (laughs) like, your stomach's not upset. (laughs) Exactly. She was like, "Uh, well, that's okay. Let's go back to the hotel. We can just hang out at the hotel. So we hop in an Uber back to the hotel. And now this particular hotel also has an even more historic lounge. (laughs) In planning this date, this girl had sent me a clip where, uh, you know, Anthony Bourdain, God rest his soul, was hanging out at this particular lounge, and it's a very hip and historic place. I was mm-hmm. actually excited about it till this date started. And so we get back to the hotel, and she was like, well, you know what? I've never actually been to this lounge. Can we go check it out? And I'm like, you know what? I'm still not quite sure how I'm getting out of this, so sure. That's better than the alternative of going up to my room and her nursing me. So we go into this lounge, and lo and behold, it's a strip club. Whoa. But it's a strip club full of hipster patrons. You're kind of hipster. But but normally, I'm the only hipster in most strip clubs. <laughs> Does she know it's a strip club? 
Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Oh, there's dude. a lot of like soccer moms and, and soccer dads there in this strip club. And I was like, oh, this is a weird fucking scene. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. I, too, have been to a few strip clubs. I've never been in a place that's full of hipsters, soccer moms, and soccer dads. <laughs> right. and, and I'm really yeah. starting to think, like, w- this is in the hotel you're in. Uh, you had to, like, walk out the front door of the hotel and kind of go around the back of the building, and there it was. In your room, was there a slot for a quarter to put in <laughs> next to the bed and make it vibrate? Nope. <laughs> that would have been... Now the, all the questions at the beginning of the story that the as he tried to get into the hotel are starting to make uh, make more sense. What did you immediately think of Tina the moment you crossed that threshold and you realized, strange club as it is, that it was titties? You know, a soft porn sex club. Oh, listen, guys. I mean, how awkward is a blind date to begin with? Not too awkward for Tina. She's ready to just party, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, she must have been having. She might have been having a good time. I don't know. But I mean, think about it. You, you guys know me. I'm an awkward I fucking. Per- I'm an awkward fucking person. So it's a blind date that I'm not enjoying with somebody I don't feel connected to. That I'm worried is expecting to spend the night in my hotel room, and now all of a sudden we're in a fucking strip club together. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was. It ramped up the awkwardness quite a bit for me. So much so that I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna have a double. Jack and Coke. Yeah. There now, Woo! yeah, there we're talking. All right. Hard time finding this issue. So here. we sit down, you know, on like a velvet couch, and we're drinking our drinks, and the girls are dancing around. What are you talking about? That was the saving grace. There was very little talking it's at that because it was yeah. it was loud in there. It was they're crowded. kind of set up. Yeah, they're kind of set up for non-talking. The conversation was, isn't a really a, a high point in the uh, in the old strip clubs. There, she would whisper, or like she would not whisper. She would le- speak into my ear, like, "Isn't this fun?" You know, she had a southern accent. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, this is cool." Wow, this is a really cool place. And she would try to tell me the history of it. And I was like, yeah, 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 that's cool. But the girls are dancing around and so forth. And so we're there. We finish our drinks, get another drink. And I'm like, man, what am I going to do here? <laughs> this, this is a real pickle for me. But I am like in full-blown panic mode at this point, guys. Then she was like, maybe you should get me a lap dance. And I was like, oh, you want a lap dance? And she was like, yeah, I think I would. And I was like, okay. So at this point, you realized your friend from college was actually doing you a solid, even though it's not playing out Uh, that way. Right. And if you don't think so, then please, next time, call me. (laughs) I I hand her some money to go get a a lap dance. And I'm just sitting It's going to be a double ghost, guys. Yeah, so I um, I'm sitting there like, and it's hot in there. It's fucking hot as fuck in there. I I don't know what to do. I really am at a loss. <laughs> this is not as I stepped out my hotel room door. Yeah. This is not where I thought I would be. Yeah. three and a half hours later. <laughs> so I got up and I left. <laughs> Did you pay for your drink? Uh, oh, yeah. I'd already paid okay, for it. Good, yeah. good. Then I walked around the front of the building, and I I walked to the front door of the hotel, and I, again, <laughs> was, I was getting stopped, like, uh, what, what, what do you want? And I'm like, I'm going into the building. I'm staying here. He's like, okay, you can go in. <laughs> I was like, all right, thanks. Does anyone else it, see Greg from the it, club? It, to the, no, I mean, to the it, hotel it, room it's, door. it's quite a scene in this place. I mean, they're, they're, the parking lot is packed with people in and out. Clearly, this place is just reopened, and, it, and it's quite a scene. And as soon as I get in my room, <laughs> I text her. And I said, hey, I'm sorry. I, I really started not feeling well. Boo. <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> His bark. <laughs> I really started not feeling well, so I had to go up to my room. 
I'm re- I really am sorry. And I get a text like, oh, hey, are you okay? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just not feeling well. I'm just, I, I needed to lie down. <laughs> <laughs> well, me, Chastity, and uh, Brandy are on our way up, so... <laughs> And, and I think that she got the, I mean, she got the hint. I am pretty sure because that was, she didn't text anything further. And even all day today, I didn't hear anything. So, I mean, I know that makes me a terrible person. I really did try to evolve past ghosting guys. I, I've just embraced it. I'm a ghoster. That's who I am. You know, the thing is I haven't been single for over 20 years. I have no idea what it's like out there. I don't know. I just would have thought, you know, she's a freak. You go with it, boom, and then you're, you know, I mean, it's, it, you have like the perfect, we're like eight hours away or five hours away, right? I have been single multiple times in the past 20 years. So, <laughs> oh, <Jack>. um, I, <laughs> oh, man. And this is where me and Greg are really going to disconnect, I think. Maybe the relationship with the friend would have held back that scenario that Tim keeps playing in his head because I'm seeing the same. <laughs> I'm seeing the same exact situation. If I'm going to ghost anyway, and she's already there and drunk in a strip club, well, what's another? You know, <laughs> you know what, Greg? You did the right thing. You got to trust her gut because she probably had a series of steak knives she was going to use on you in, in her purse. She was a nice girl. I mean, you're going to laugh when you hear me say this, but I don't ghost girls because I'm cold-hearted i ghost girls because i'm nice but cowardly you know what i mean but i couldn't stand the thought of like this morning having to lie and say oh yeah i had a great time uh yeah maybe next weekend you can drive up to where i live i I cannot engage in that kind of bullshit conversation it makes my skin crawl that's cool it really makes me uncomfortable and so I was just like, man, I, I need to get out of this situation. And so I, I, my old instincts kicked in. To me, and again, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but to me, when she walks me into a strip club, then all that other stuff goes away. Like at that <laughs> point, I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, well, I, I don't have to worry about tomorrow morning with this chick. She just yeah. brought me to a strip club on our first date. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of factors. It was a multi-layered decision. Like, had I, I she can... not been dressed like Tina Marie, I mean, she, she, wasn't, <laughs> she was an attractive girl. That was the kicker. Part of the reason, part of the way I talked myself into this whole trip was I wanted to go to Ikea this morning, you know, because I had this Ikea gift card that been, oh I've been carrying hold on, around. Hold on, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, you're yeah. my friend. I was right? trash-talking from Ikea. You. All right, this is one podcast where you have injured yourself reaching for non-meat sausage, <laughs> admittedly left a freak at a strip club to go home, and now you're telling us that your real goal was to hit a fucking Ikea. Well, it wasn't my, my total goal, but I was trying to make maximum use of my time, and I had this, you have to that, I had this Ikea store credit that, uh, that you know, there's no real Ikea near me, and I was like, well, you know, I'm going to have guests later this month, and I really could use some extra furniture. And I have this IKEA gift card or store credit. So if I'm going to go down there to take this girl out to dinner, I could get up early the next morning and hit IKEA and then head on home. So that, those were all those things were swirling through my head. But the the thing I'm happiest about is that this girl hasn't texted me further. I actually thought about blocking her number just because I couldn't bear to see what she texted me. 
you know, like, what the fuck happened to you, dude? Uh, but to her credit, she took the ghosting well. And that's that's a sign of a real good person, in my opinion. All right, gentlemen. Well, listen, have yourselves a good evening. And as always, sure. it was wonderful. Oh, yeah, and of We'll course. talk to you have have a good night. Sharing. next week, same time, care, same fellas. place. Greg, right. thank you for being so courageous. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. thinking about what's greg doing right now because i don't think he's sleeping and and i wonder probably drinking a gin and tonic well i is there an ikea in vegas <laughs> oh that's possible <laughs> yeah <laughs>